Travis on RTHK Radio 3 and the song is Side. Right, time is now 2.36 and you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. And since it's Thursday, you know it. Time for a bit of artsing around with Andrew Dembina. Andrew, it's great to see you, well, to chat with you this week. How are you doing? Yes, good, thank you, Noreen. How are you over there? Yeah, very good. A bit uh, gloomy, the the weather, as 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 this week is predicted to be, but um, yeah, safe it and is. sound I mean, indoors. Yeah, it's often the way in summer, though, isn't it? In these tropical parts, subtropical. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So let's let's try let's try and liven up the uh, the mood with some arty goings on, shall we? With uh, um, from from around the world, um, the American art news. If I if I may, so I should say art because it's art. It's not just art, as in the fine art stuff. We often talk about performance and uh, sometimes music, and the latter is what I'll start off with in American arts news we talked about music festivals being cancelled in the uk about six weeks ago through um you know covid worries and the figures going up although several still hoped to be going ahead and they did but not going to not going to dwell on the uk at the moment turning instead to the us because a massive one went ahead two weeks ago and that was the rolling loud festival located in miami so what is Rolling Loud? If, uh, if the listener hasn't heard of it, or, or even you, Noreen, it's an annual America-based, mostly outdoor music festival uh, of which most artists are of the loosely, these days, uh, applied term hip-hop. I say loosely applied because uh, some of the biggest names who were headlining are Post Malone, who in my world isn't really hip-hop but he goes under that genre uh, these days and travis scott so i I don't know uh, what about what about you noreen if you think about do you know post malone particularly he's uh, i do you you, you're a big fan of his aren't you uh, no, not not really. I mean, oh. it's all right, but but he and I don't mind some of his stuff, but it it all seems a bit the same. And also, he, I mean, he. We, we play a couple of his it, tracks on on the one two yeah. three show on Radio Three. I think Circles is one. One thing that I I, I don't understand is that he's got all these tattoos on his face. Have yeah. He, uh, well, well, that's I suppose that yeah. that that's art. Um, and he's just got more uh, and more of them. So I'm just always curious to see like what other sort of mm. ink he will add to him. That that's always quite interesting to to follow. Indeed, it's th- this <laughs> this this trend that you're talking about, uh, or maybe it's not a trend. Talking one person specifically with tattoos, facial tattoos. Um, I mean, it also applies to a recent uh, young, uh, just about twenty year old. Um, reggae star in the uh, in the sort of dance hall jamaican scene up and comer and i've got to say not only does he also this guy his name is called intense and he doesn't look at intensely aggressive um but his tattoo on the face in the middle of his forehead got one facial tattoo and he's got it plonked right in the middle of his forehead i suppose you could say there's something artistic about it look it actually looks like a third eye I haven't kind of researched it, but uh, to see what it's supposed to be, it's not—it's not quite the oval shape of an eye. It's more of a sort of—I um, don't know—it's got some angular edges to it, but it's kind of roughly like an angular, like a cubist eye. Imagine Picasso did an eye; it'd be a bit like a bit like that. So, uh, uh, but but facial tattoos, though. I, I mean, I said maybe it's the next thing, you know, because there've been—you know—you look at anyone in the public eye. 
even you look at those who were originally producing music of a very mild mannered sound and nature um acoustic uh, musicians um i'm thinking of ed sheeran who has sleeve like tattoos it's just it's just you know i think it's more outrageous not to have a tattoo these days <laughs> uh, if you look at if you look at sports look at look at the a lot of the athletes in the olympics in tokyo right now um i mean i think even though it is less common in asia you know when i first came to hong kong having sleeve tattoos meant you're definitely in a triad gang. Now, it's, it's a different story today. It's like a must-have accessory. And I think for the younger generations, you do see it a lot more in people in Hong Kong and across Asia too, right? Yeah. So it's... Uh, uh, but, uh, but I think that Asia's still got a, a way to go to catch up on the sort of everybody in the same streets having loads of tattoos in other parts of the world. But... Uh, yeah, but, um, but but back to the Rolling Loud Festival at which Post Malone stole the stage. Um, the, 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 the point I wanted to make was that this was a day festival, not one of those where you put up a tent and camp there, uh, because it was in Miami, kind of, um, you know, just outside the centre of the city. But 75,000 people were in attendance each day, according to the organiser. So that's a lot, isn't it? You know, because we were talking about how people felt in different places um, when when those festivals where people do stay were cancelled in the UK. Um, but there were some amazing things that happened there, apart from massive crowds gathering. Um, the young star, Travis Scott, who is another big name in American hip-hop, in the current kind of form of hip-hop in which people sing as much as rap, um, he wowed everyone there. And when he actually um, uh, dropped a new song in the middle of his headlining set on one of the two days. Uh, he, that, that was a big moment where he got a massive response because he's got loads of fans in America. And this single still hasn't been released um, nearly two weeks later now. And so that was amazing. And it was a great, it was a great bit of promotion that he did as well. Uh, him and his producers got 250 drones that were turning themselves into the exact formation of a QR code so that festival goers could take a scan of a QR code that was in the sky that were, you know, these drones were all in precision placement so that they could form the exact little details of a QR code and be scanned to get all of the information and to pre-order the new single, which is entitled Escape Plan, which doesn't have an official release date just now. But a clever bit of marketing there, really, I think. Mm. You know, and also somewhat artistic, getting a QR code formed in the sky out of drones. It's, um, uh, it's something that also... I don't know if you saw the opening of the Olympics in Tokyo on TV or any highlights of it, did you, Noreen? Just only, yeah, just only a little bit of the highlights. No, I didn't watch the opening. Okay, well, there, there was an amazing drone. There were 1,100 and something drones that formed, mm. uh, again, in, in precision in the sky, a formation that looks like the globe turning, and somehow their spacing was just so well... Um, programmed, of course, I'm sure it's all done with computer programming, uh, to show different countries in the world slowly turning above the stadium where there were all sorts of uh, other roster of events going on from, uh, you know, dancing and, and uh, all, all kinds of flag carrying. Yeah. It was pretty magical. I do remember that, just a snippet of that.
Ah, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, these things are quite jaw-dropping, aren't they, I think, what can be done with some technology. Like, uh, we, you know, we've mentioned digital art, but actually having drones in formation, that's something that's just come to to uh, people's attention, I think, very recently. So it wasn't trouble-free um, in the festival, though. Uh, the, the, the a, a woman went missing over the weekend. We're talking about a two-day musical event, and the woman went missing and didn't turn up until five days later. All of the friends couldn't find her. You have to wonder what happened to her phone um, at the Rolling Loud in uh, in Miami. And uh, police were called, and there were loads of media turned up to try and kind of get quotes from the friends of this woman who had turned up. You know, the the, the worst was feared by a lot of people, and then it took until a good five days after the event for the Miami police to announce that uh, drama's over, folks. We, we, we found her. She was just at a different stage from her friends. So that was keeping people busy in American news and in specifically in Florida news near the, uh, the venue. More drama came in the form of a controversy at the Rolling Loud Festival from one of the star performers, another current day rapper called Da Baby. Um, and the, he reportedly made some homophobic and inaccurate um, homophobic accusations on stage in Miami and a week after that after a bit of an uproar among many people who thought his comments were very misplaced and out of order the rapper was replaced at another uh, big annual festival called the Lollapalooza which is something that happens in Chicago every year which ran just at the weekend just gone last weekend the organisers issued a statement they announced that they were going to pull the baby set and replace him with uh, with another artist, uh, another very 2021 hip hopper big name of the moment, Young Thug. So I've kind of gone through a roster of some of who the big names are at the moment. I hear these all the time because my son is 18 and he's into <laughs> he's he's into <laughs> this. He's he, he, he's playing them through blues. That's his jam. That's his jam. If, if that's what those kids are saying, Noreen, <laughs> yeah, probably that's, not. That's what, that, that is that, that is what's going on. So, uh, what was it like then to be back out at an outside festival with seventy five thousand people per day at the Rolling Loud? Well, according to the website called Blog from Complex, which is a Miami uh, has a Miami based reporter, there's a US blog. Spirits are very high, although the reporter said, standing shoulder to shoulder with thousands of fans in the pit, I couldn't help but wonder how well my vaccine was working on the new variants that are surging through Florida right now. That's what the blogger wrote. And at a certain point, um, you do feel like moving on, he said, though, once you're vaccinated. But an event like this, there is a lingering feeling of uneasiness. I should imagine there is at all of these festivals, all of these where, where people are trying to go for it, you know, in terms of just getting back to normal, enjoying themselves. Quite rightly, there is a worry with people unmasked that... Uh, that things could be passed around. Fingers crossed that they're not. And from the USA, we head to another continent on this week's Artsing Around. Uh, we're going over to Nairobi, Kenya's capital, in the centre of East Africa's more and more thriving art scene. We have mentioned uh, African uh, continent uh, art fairs that go on that kind of cluster together some of the best art producing in the, in the uh uh, various countries throughout Africa, but uh, to, uh, to to focus on one artist that uses recycled 
items in his art and I wanted to send you a couple of pictures of his art Noreen but my I've got to say my uh, internet went down over the last sort of half an hour or so just before we oh, spoke no. and I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get it over to you but but we are chatting we can admit the technology that we're using is WhatsApp and we seem to be doing fine now I'm using the data on my phone but I couldn't get uh, I couldn't get the pictures over because oh. it kind of just messed things up for me on my uh, with, with with the broadband it's but anyway okay. I, I will be um, a listener and explain and describe it to us. Okay, so the name of the artist then is um, El Tayab Dawalbait. And I don't know if it's, if it's a, a hard T, Dawalbait family name, or whether it's a kind of French African name, Dawalbait. We'll have to guess. But he took refuge in the city of Kenya after fleeing the authoritarian regime of Sudan, where freedom of artistic expression, he felt, was cramping his style. And he went instead to Nairobi. And Kenya, uh, cap uh, so Nairobi is the capital, is actually one of those uh, regions in Africa which is brimming with centuries of uh, artistic tradition where people have been carving wood and making paintings on either stretched animal skins or hand pulped paper for a long long time so he's in a place that is one of the hubs of art in africa and uh in in the east african auction which is an annual event a lot of the uh, most prolific artists do come from there. So he's in good, he's in good company now that he's got his, stu his studio there. And what does he do? He finds old pieces of wood that have been thrown out from either the hull of a ship, like an old wooden fishing boat or something, that are going to be trashed. They might be made into sawdust to, to make into paper from pulp of wood that can be done. Or they might be repurposed for for buildings or used by people who are more in need to make very, very kind of um, ramshackle housing for those that can afford only that. But what he does is he paints them and stains them with local, with local pigment and he makes either images that are fairly abstract but in really earthy colours um, that are very warm, uh, that form an equivalent to painting on canvas, but instead it's on wood. Some of them are abstracts, but some of them also show what he remembers of people in his native Sudan. So he has, for example, figures. He's quite, quite a big one for doing figures of men and women in bright colours. So I'm looking at a couple of pictures here that I couldn't send you. One of them is a woman who's this kind of sky blue when the sky actually has some blue in it not like today but a nice pastel light blue and she's just striding through a street looking pretty happy another one is of a, a man on a very mustardy yellow background color who is painted white but he has very african features looking but but he's been painted white against a yellow ochre or mustard background and he has a kind of red and black checkerboard on the back part of his head, which looks like it could be almost a headscarf, except there's nothing tying it together. It looks like it's some kind of back part of the skull in a non-scary way. <laughs> it just happened. In a non-scary way. Yeah, yeah I, want, I want to stress that because it's more like a kind of a an upbeat, almost caricature of images that he does. And I guess some people would refer to this as a little bit like primitive art. The proportions Ooh. are all in the right place. They do look like they are not too long or short, the limbs, but, but there's something quite cheerful 
and another term that's banded around for um, uncomplicated art is naive art sometimes, and I think it could be possibly called that. But it's inventive the way that he uses panels, as I say, which are which would be otherwise thrown out or repurposed, usually painting on wood. And that is an artist that um, you can look up if you want to, listener or Noreen. And his name is El Tayeb. That's E L T A Y E B. That's his first name, and his last name is D A W E L. B-A-I-T, Dawalbait, or Dawalbay, because a lot of those countries speak French where they don't pronounce the T's at the end. Um, with um, a, a jump once again to Europe now and to the UK, where arguably it's the home, well, it's the home of English language theatre anyway. And for some UK theatre news that uh, made the news in the last week, it's a remake of William Shakespeare's play Hamlet, one of those classics from the very well-known um, medieval uh, playwrights, William Shakespeare. And uh, it's a remake, though, as I say, and it's been premiered in a theatre in Nottingham, not in London, so it's good. Regional theatre, alive and well in the UK. And it is starring a veteran actor, Ian McKellen, uh, who's wow. now 81... Yeah, he's 81 years old, premiering this new take on Hamlet in Nottingham in a smallish theatre, and uh, he's playing uh, a teenager, and he is 81 years old himself now. It's directed by Sean Mathias, and so um, the veteran actors, Ian McKellen's teenage Hamlet, slouches around in a hoodie. I really wanted to send you a picture of this because he's wearing, it's McKellen wearing, wearing a, a hooded jacket, uh, but still looking at the skull in that fame. You know, there are some famous iconic moments in the play of Hamlet. The setting, like the original, is set in Denmark, in the city of Elsinore. But in this version, COVID funerals are going on around the characters and this is disrupting the flow of what the people would normally be about uh, if you followed the original plot in Hamlet. So COVID is going on and a latter-day prince to the, in this context is changed into a bisexual university student. That's in this reworking. He's stuck at home with his mum and dad because of the pandemic in Denmark, when he wants to be in university in Wittenberg, uh, in Denmark, which uh, hanging out with his friends and uh, those that he loves. This is this um, version of Hamlet. He's he's it's during COVID times and he's stuck. Yeah, he's in university, and Ian McKellen is playing him. Yes, eighty-one-year-old Ian McKellen, veteran actor, student. That's well, I suppose that's, yeah. that's real acting. Wow. It's it's amazing that it's had it's had really good reviews. Yeah, I just Sorry. googled it. So he he played yeah. um, Hamlet before years and years ago. So it must be quite. He's done so. Yeah, he's done so much Shakespeare as well, and he, and yes, he's played Hamlet. So he can uh, he can apply some of that uh, innate knowledge and uh, you know delving into the character that he's done before in the traditional role into uh, fusing it with this. I'm sure it must have been. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he would have been given not a free reign because there was a director, as I mentioned earlier, but I'm sure that whatever he could apply to it was greatly appreciated. Um, so it's, um, yeah, Den Denmark um, is made to feel like a prison for this character because he really can't escape the clutches of uh, parents when you're a teenager. Uh, with 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 parents, you know, with restrictions going up the wall. So that's kind of what's going on in there. And um, the 
uh, the just, government. Just ask it, your son. <laughs> I know, I know. I was, as, I, as I was saying it, as I was saying it, I didn't want to make it too personal. But as I was saying it, I, I was thinking. I mean, you know, we we we've had it um, kind of relatively lucky in oh, that we we've have. been able to yeah. to 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 uh, to go out and not be absolutely locked down. There have been times where it's been tough here, but but it's um, but yeah, certainly for my son and for many who have kids, the uh, the whole being at home because of school closures has been one of the worst things, hasn't it? Uh, but but in, this, in this play, the uh, the government is being uh, portrayed as being morally corrupt, which is um, also uh, a kind of like a, a sort of simmering backdrop for what was, uh, what was going on around the family who was stuck in their place as well. Um, and it, it's supposed to be, uh, according to those who directed and uh, rewrote this version, uh, a way for us to try and relate and learn from the world as we have to try and live with the virus. That's what they say. That's why they've changed it, to, to live with the world that is today's world, you know, talking about bisexual um, uh, sexuality being out in the open with, with family and so on, and those uh, perhaps the older parents don't, um, come to terms with that so easily. All of those things being forced to be confronted because of not being able to go out. Mm. So um, that's the, uh, the last thing I want to turn to really quickly is some live music news for Hong Kong, uh, put on by the uh, it, yes by by the indefatigable, meaning cannot tire out indie music promoter, the Underground who's been going for a, a good 20 years by now. On right now um, are a roster of bands playing, and the Underground always puts on indie bands. And the name of this event that's been going on for a few days already, and it goes on until the 12th of August, so you've still got plenty of time, just uh, around a week or so, to go and see some indie bands if you feel like uh, having a drink and hearing some music. It's called the Palooza. And it's featuring a lot of uh, indie bands who are based here. Indie doesn't mean thrash, by the way. If anyone uh, has never been to uh, indie gigs in Hong Kong, it can sometimes mean uh, thrash in a kind of, let's say, folk folk rock that gets a bit lively. It can be also really virtual heavy metal or bordering on that. But it can also be acoustic. There are plenty of indie groups and solo artists that do like a, an acoustic and something of a more, uh, let's say, uh, controlled vocal than, uh, than all shouty-shouty stuff, which has also got its place in uh, indie music for sure. But uh, that's going on, and it's at, the, it's at Ruler Live, which is a venue in Dagala Street, which uh, 58 to 60 to Dagular Street, and it's going on every evening right now from 9 p.m. until 1 a.m. That's really cool, isn't it? I, I, I don't know. I can't give you details on whether you need... I'm guessing you may need to have both your COVID shots to be allowed to be there yeah, until if you, 1 Yeah, if, yeah. if you're out after 10, I think you need to. Well, yeah. A lot of um, venues will request that. Yeah, there you go. So that's something to do if you have had your jabs. If you haven't, go out and get some so you can go and see this sort of stuff. Exactly. Well, Anders, yeah. thank you so much for your sharing. I think people are just sort of um, so hungry for live music, and it's so great that uh, these musicians are able to sort of perform once again in these live venues. I think people have really missed it. They've missed it. Uh, it's good for Hong Kong, really. Thank you so much uh, for, for your time this afternoon, and I look forward to more art sing around with you next week. Thank you very much, Andrew. 
Thanks, Noreen. Look forward to it too. Yes, bye for now. And 